Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. our podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gorgeous dynamic gail look at you at an adjective <laughs> i will ah, not be outdone ah, okay okay starting off with the adjectives i am your genial b congenial hell no genial genial I thought, <laughs> is that like jello <laughs> <laughs> Because you wiggle or something? No, it's genial. G-E-N-I-A-L. Another word to look up later. Yes. Because, <laughs> I mean. The, I, I feel a theme here. I feel a theme. Word of the day. Pretty much. Sounds like that's what's happening. Uh, keep my Well, I don't really have a dictionary anymore. That's why we have Google. There you go. So, as we always begin the show, we start with our moment of gratitude and in this moment because I hadn't thought about it before I sat down right now about what I'm grateful for in this moment and I guess it would be perseverance I am grateful for perseverance through things that I don't want to deal with um, I felt like this week, and Gail might roll her eyes at me, but oh my God, it was like the longest, shortest week ever. It was just, the weekend was fine, because it was a three-day weekend for me, but oh my God, Tuesday, I just felt like I was at work all day. Wednesday, I felt I was at work all day, and then I had, no, that was Thursday, I had, I felt like I was at work all day. And it was just such a struggle getting, for me, for, for me, getting through this long, long week. And I'm just so thankful that I had the perseverance to survive, to survive working like this. How do people do this? I'm so glad you don't work in a factory. I don't know how you do it. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yes. So I am just thankful for that and I mean I had some employee relation issues that are kind of being sorted out so I think in the next few weeks I'll be back to my regularly scheduled program which I appreciate it but oh my god when the going gets tough the tough really has to get going Whoa, is me. I know, so sad. So, well, we have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in my moment of gratitude, um, Ryson has been sick for the last couple of days. And it's part of his deteriorating illness that he has. And he's in dog years, 70 years old. Aww. And I just thought we were at the end, but we may not be. So I'm very grateful for it, that I have really a great veterinarian. Good. She's been Ryson's veterinarian since we've been here. Oh, in that's Florida. a minute. Mm -hmm. So even though I moved or whatever, I kept her stable. And um, she's been really good. Even with the COVID, you can't go in with them. They take them in, but he knows them. So I'm very grateful that I have um, my old self took care of my future self with Ryston to uh -huh. have the wisdom to pick a good veterinarian mm -hmm. that we're all on the same page for his care. Good. So that I'm, and he is getting, he seems today to be a little better than yesterday. Good, good, good. I know, poor, 
Price, and you know that's my that's my dog. Like, <laughs> you know, he's just been kind of molding and sad. So, yes, with his know. little sweater on. I know, looks all cute and damper. But yes, 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 yes. I'm always grateful for Rice, and he's always so happy to see me. Yeah, even when he's sick, he's still happier to see her than me, and I'm paying the bills. Rice don't know that. You yes, should put the bill next to his. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you don't never take him to the vet, so somebody, I, how he think he get there? <laughs> he didn't walk there. You're so funny. Uh, oh my god! Luckily, this is not your week. <laughs> oh god, we be talking about ricing and the vet bill. That is selfishness. Okay. All right. <laughs> so this topic was supposed to be the topic from like two weeks ago, before they had the failed coup um, of the white people. And so we switched gears, and so I was like, fine, we'll stay current topics. But now, we're back to it, and I'm excited. Okay. So I have been thinking about, and I don't know, I guess two weeks ago or prior to that, I was thinking about, you know, nice and kind. And was there, and I've been asking people, like, hey, do you think that there's a difference between being nice and kind? If so, what is it? I have some definitions for you later. But um, I guess from what I gathered from a lot of people, and I just talked to Alina about it as well, and she was like, yeah, you know, like, nice is kind of what people expect you to be. It's acceptable to be nice. But kindness is like more of like the intent, like you are thinking about being kind. You want to be kind. So there's an act of kindness that kind of goes further. And I was like, who raises you? <gasps> Me. But. <laughs> it's okay, Rice, and she'll, she'll snap out. <laughs> Who raises you? It's me again. You're welcome. Um, but I talked to other people as well regarding it, and it was kind of just about around the same thing. Um, one of my friends was like, he thinks it's interchangeable, nice and kind are the same thing. So some people think it's semantics. The nice and kind are the same thing. Some people think that it's a little bit more of an intention kind of thing, and you know, other things that we'll discuss later, but I just kind of wanted to get, I feel that there's a, a huge difference, but I just wanted to get your take on nice and kind. Is it the same thing or not? And then I guess towards the end of the conversation, we'll revisit whether or not nice and kind are the same thing. I kind of think they're different. Okay. How come? I think nice is sort of ingrained in you. How? You know, it's part of being polite, courteous, mm -hmm. you know, saying thank you. Yeah. That's a nicety. Like a little lace doily is a nicety. Mm -hmm. But, you know, kindness is instead of a paper doily, you have a, a doily that someone actually crocheted and starched. It's a little extra, you know, like you go out your way to be kind. Yeah. But kind can become part of your pattern. Yeah. The same as saying thank you and you're welcome and open and closing doors for people and just, um, you know, showing courtesy. I think nice comes along with courtesies. Yeah, like the, ple even when I was thinking about, I was thinking about it not too long ago when I was doing the research and you were saying last week about how Northerners compared to Southerners was like, you know, almost like a nice thing where the racism is it so right. like in your face so technically you are nice can't nobody not say you're not nice right because your pattern of behavior would be deemed as socially acceptable and not too off path where you fall into that deviance or the mean box but you might not necessarily do anything kind 
Right. For someone who looked different than you and you probably actively had barriers in place, but the facade was we're proper people and we're not like those people. So we're kind. Well, not kind. We're, we're nice. nice, but we're not necessarily kind. So I even thought back to the conversation that you were having last week regarding how there is kind of like compared to the northerners that you've dealt with which is you know that surface level where you don't necessarily see it and then the southernness which is brass and in your face and you kind of maybe even knew that they're like that but you're like you appreciate the fact that they don't trouble you with it yes so because we like definitions on this podcast and words mean things. I'm going to give you all the meaning of nice. So nice as an adjective means pleasant, agreeable, satisfactory. And of a person, it means, you know, pleasant in manner, good nature, um, or kind. So they do use the word kind. But when you peel that muffin cap back. <laughs> that sounds so painful. Yeah, right. So the origin is from Latin. And I could be getting it wrong because I've never, you know, taken a Latin class. I have. Oh, you have? Yes, three years. Okay. So the word is nasire. I'd have to see it. N-E here. N E S. I should have pointed to. Should it. be Nasir. Maybe Nasir. And that word means Latin. who knew to not know. And the other word is Nessius, if I'm not mistaken. Did I get that right? Yes, Nessius. Nessius. And that means ignorant. So you're being nice. And in old French and Middle English. I'm so sorry. That's that ain't me. That ain't me. <laughs> That's not me. My phone's on silent. <laughs> I can no longer silent my phone. It's okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. Let me know when you get there. Okay, we're good. Whew. I temporarily muted it. Okay, great. And, but in Old French and Middle English, it translates to stupid. To be nice. nice. See, that, that kind of goes along with what we were just saying, though. When you think about mm -hmm. it, it's just something you just do because you were raised to that. Mm -hmm. Or something that you just, it, it's, you don't even think about whether you're doing it or not. It's just, you just do it. Yeah, which is kind of like the not knowing portion of it the ignorant portion of it. I don't necessarily like the word stupid. It's theirs, not mine. But almost kind of like, oh, this is what we do. So I'm going to continue to do the thing because I don't want to fall out of, I don't know differently. I don't want to fall out of grace, so to speak. Yes. So I'm going to be nice. And I, back to what you said earlier, and then just present the niceties to the world. Well, you know, that's not that far from that nice, nasty thing that people do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That probably falls right, and we probably didn't even really know what we were doing, a Latin thing. Yes, which is why words mean things. Um, I'm a big, like, oh, what does that mean? Let me figure it out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have all these programs on my phone. See, I went to T-Mobile recently, and my, I have a new phone programming not a new phone okay never mind off topic back all right focus. that was that was rude not nice yes <laughs> yes there's a different word for that one <laughs> rude <laughs> but all is forgiven so yes back to what you were saying yes this kind of falls under that whole like scheme of like you're just doing things just to do it which again i don't ever want to be called nice again. And if you do hear me call you nice and you don't listen to this podcast, just know I'm calling you stupid. <laughs> no, I'm You're I, the I nicest person 
I've ever met. There's never been a nicer person than you. How nice are you? Imagine, you can now use that as an insult and people won't know. <laughs> so to, if any... <laughs> I have to look up southern niceties because there's another southern <laughs> phrase that people use it where they say something like, oh, 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 honey child, you're so Oh, nice. bless your heart. Bless your heart. Oh, yes, yeah. That's cussing you out. That's really. Yes. Bless your little heart. So now you can say, how nice of you. But anywho, now we're going into the kind. And it's also an adjective, which means having or showing a friendly generous and considerate nature um, in its archaic form it means to be affectionate or loving and the origin is of old english which is i'm going to spell it out because i might say it wrong g-e-c-y-n-d-e which just signed which means well-born or well-bred well-disposed by nature courteous gentle and benevolent which is Oh, I'd have thought that was nice. It's not. Isn't that interesting? Nice is stupid. I've been <laughs> kind all my life, thinking I was just being nice. Which, again, nice has like its benefits. I think. Um, like I tell people all the time, like I've started the practice of forgiveness, loving kindness, and peace a few years ago. So within the loving kindness, which I think also has to do with, you know, love and kind are kind of like hand in hand. So the guy kind of, Bryson is a mess. I swear we can't go anywhere without interruptions. You good? You good, Pedro? And so I am trying to find my little page. And in the um, book, The Art of Forgiveness, Loving Kindness, and Peace. So I, I read it and it just kind of blew my mind. So I try to be kind to or practice loving kindness, not only to myself and to those that I care for, but those who annoy the shit out of me too. Like... <laughs> Cause that's where the rub literally is. It's it's easy being kind to someone you like. There is true. It's not so easy being kind to someone you don't like. And I remember having a conversation with someone a few weeks back and I was like, have you noticed we were talking about other things, but I said, in the conversation, have you noticed that I've been nicer to you over the past few years? Or kinder, like, you know, a little bit more like nicer in the way I hate, I, see how nice is ingrained in what we say, how much more pleasant I've been to you, like my tone isn't so dry when I talk to you, because I have been infamous to be like, hey you, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, no. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad? No. No. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I turned into the clear eye voice. And what I've done with that individual and other individuals as well is basically, you know, practice loving kindness towards myself, but more so towards other people as well because. Again, it's easy to be kind to people you like. Not so easy to be kind to people you don't care for. And in there, I'm going to read a few quotes. Oh, that's Ryson in the background. Oh, that's oh, his call. Baby. It's actually getting better. Poor baby. You're always making a little move here. Look, okay. Going away. Well, you know what's interesting? In the Bible, it doesn't really have the word nice. Oh, it doesn't? No. You just looked it up? Yeah, it's kind. Oh, okay. It said love is patient and kind. Um, then Ephesians, be kind and compassionate to one another. 
Then in Luke, love your enemies and do good. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. I'm telling you, that's the hard part. So it, it really is <laughs> the word nice is is kind. It's about being kind. Yeah, it's, the word so nice kind is like a descriptive it. of who you are. Yes. It's your it's a character word. Yes. You want people to call you kind, not nice. No, they call you nice, they call you stupid. Hmm. And in the loving kindness book, it says something when you're in the loving kindness section. There's a quote that says in the end, when we look at our lives, the question will be simple. Did I live fully and did I love well? And I think part of like living a full life and loving well is being good to those around you. And sometimes to those that others would seem like, why were you being nice and not nice? Why are you being um, way of life? So. Hey y'all, my baby daddy called, so um, we're back. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Um, but we were picking up with basically, you know how hard it is sometimes to be kind to those that you, people just don't understand why you would be kind to them or show them a little bit of grace or compassion or however you want to word it. And I've just found that for me, and I, I've seen my mom do it in certain situations. So there are situations where I felt like my mom as an adult looking back at it should have been like a total biatch to an, an individual, to my father, and she wasn't. And it's something that I reconciled with now. And it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, she was just being kind. She was being kind. And even seeing that as a child, it kind of then changed the way that I was towards Miguel as well because again when we broke up a lot of people probably were like well do this and do that and make it work and make his life miserable and I was like no and it was not something that a lot of people kind of understood mm -hmm. especially like early 20s because I was 22 when I had Alina so probably I wasn't even 23 by the time we broke up so it wasn't something that people were like, what are you doing? Like, this makes no sense. Be vengeful, be this. And it was just kind of like, and I wasn't even as kind as I am now, then, but there was a semblance of kindness in the way that I never got in the way of how him and Alina interacted. Nor did I ever try to speak ill of him in front of Alina. You know what I mean? So I might have been clear-eyed lady and be like, hi, Miguel, bye, Miguel, and dry. Which, again, even that has changed over the last few years. Yeah. But baseline, it was just almost kind of like, and it may, it may have been that something that I, I witnessed my mom do. Because they, there is research that by Fowler and Christakis that says that there's evidence when someone receives or witnesses kindness, the more likely they are be the more likely they are to be kind to themselves, which goes outward into love and generosity towards others. So the more that you can see people be kind around you it kind of reinforces it in you as a human because remember we're all social we're social beings that then in turn it makes you want to be kind to yourself and the more kind you are to yourself it goes outwards and makes you kind towards other people so even in that yeah. loop of seeing my mom be kind to a person that 
some people would not be kind to for the situation that it was, I saw it, internalized it, and knew even 12, 10, 15 years later that that was something like baseline for me to do, that you internalize that kindness that you see that others do. You kind of emulate it. And kindness in the Bible also translates to love. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a Bible verse, Galatians um, 5, 22 to 23, that speaks of the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not going to quote it, but it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. Meaning, there is no end to that. Yeah. You know, there's no it's right infinite. or wrong. It's this is what you should be to people. And it doesn't pick certain people. Oh, you can only be kind to the king. Yeah. You only show patience for this one. And that becomes part if it's a fruit of the spirit, that becomes part ingrained in you. Yeah. And and that is so interesting because I'd have run around still thinking nice was the way to go. So nice is really like an automated thing we're learning. Like back in the day, like now, Surface men level. don't ne necessarily open the doors for you just because you're a woman. But back in the day, that was given. Mm -hmm. If you walked up to a door, I mean, my first experience with a date that wouldn't open my car door, I was like, okay, you're done. You're out. You, I mean, he left me in the car twice. There you go. He was like, what's wrong with your arms? But you're a man. You're supposed to be polite and open my door. It's something, again, back to your arms. Are you handicapped? <laughs> I, and I, I just, he said, I paid for lunch. So uh, isn't that enough? Uh, apparently not. So he wasn't kind. Because a kind person would have acknowledged, would have opened the door only for the mere fact that I wanted him to. Funny thing too, like I'm going to go around in this, but people make bids in relationship. This is like the work of, is it Gottlieb? Might be the work of Gottlieb. And they found that they put some couples together and like in a bed and breakfast, kind of like a, a vacation thing and studied them in the early 90s. And so put them all together and they're like, okay, well, you guys can do what you do normally. And so they would notice like, you know, a husband saying, oh, look at that lark. And depending on if the wife kind of was like, oh, yeah, I do see it. Even if she don't care, she's like, oh, I do see it. Or she's like, hmm. like if she turns away from it. That basically, those little minor bids for attention or interest was almost an indicator of whether or not that couple stayed married six years later. Oh, wow. It's a 94% predictor of whether or not you are going to last, at least in that study, that they found that, again, like, people do make bids in relationships. And when I say relationships, I don't want to, because I think love can happen in everyday situations. I don't think that love is only like, oh, you're in a relationship and it's a romantic relationship. Just when I say relationship, think of friendship, however you want to think it. So people make bids to one another and either it's met with, they call it turning towards what that person is saying or turning away from them. So when you turn towards them, you show an interest in whatever it is that they're doing. Um, but when you turn away from it, you don't. And what that does it breeds distance because now I feel like you don't care about whatever it is I care about. And then the resentment basically begins to breed because that person feels ignored. That even works at work. Yeah, I think it works everywhere. Because when you're at work and you have employees that now you can't set, you have to have parameters. You don't want to hear all their woes, 
all day long. But if there's something that they want to share with you, maybe it's a big moment in their life and you take a moment and you listen and say, wow, that's real. That's really a great thing. You know, your son's doing great in school. You should be proud. Yeah. And then switch back to, and is that report done? (laughs) You've listened to them. Yeah. And they have that little moment of gleefulness, like, yeah, and, and you've not only listened to them, you've acknowledged, you heard them by making the comment that your son's really doing good in school. You should be proud. So you're a good parent. Yes. And there are ways to respond. I think, again, like kindness, this is how you can weed out whether or not you got a hater in your life. Okay. Because everybody got a hater. A silent hater that you're like, oh, I don't know if this person really likes me, but we'll find out. And we're going to, I'm going to give you guys a few little tips based on science. So it's not necessarily, I think part of it is that when things are going wrong, you have friends that show up and they're like, I'm going to listen to you mm-hmm. and I'm going to hear what you have to say and I'm there for you. But what happens when things are going right for you? What is their response? And that's kind of in kindness too, in the way that you respond or the person responds to you. Not when things are going wrong, because I think we're almost ingrained to like reach out, have empathy, have empathy when things are going wrong. But the empathy flows the other way too, when things are going right. And so, there are four ways to respond, and this is by Shelly Gable. Um, and so let's say you have a big announcement and you're like, to a friend, let's not even put it as a partner, to a friend, oh my God, I just got into, fill it in. I just won a million dollars. A million dollars. And a passive destructive way would be like, they would ignore the event. Like they, (laughs) you see that line? (laughs) (laughs) Like that would be their response. I'll tell you a story once. I was having lunch with a friend or dinner. I forget what it was, but I clearly remember this event. I had just had Botox for the first time. Look at you. And the person that I was having lunch with noticed something different about my face. But before I could even say what it was, said, I certainly hope you haven't had anything done because, you know, that Botox is poisonous. It will kill you. And eventually you will have arthritis in your face and more wrinkles. That's actually a different one. I was like, what? That's so a different I never one. Even, I never got to say it, so I never said it. I said, no, it's a new cream I'm using. It's no, that's beautiful. different. That's actually active destructive. Oh, my God. Yes. So you kind that of That was jumped. worse. <laughs> <laughs> it felt worse than being ignored. Oh that's actually active destructive, which where they diminish your good news that the person got or was about, in your case, about to say. So before it could come out, for you, it was diminished. But even if you would have said, hey, I just, you know, I went in and I got Botox for the first time. I'm loving it. They would have come in with actively diminishing. Oh, I didn't even get to that part. And it was like, I like red flags were on the field. Yes, that's active okay. destructive. That's active destructive. Um, passive constructive would be like a half-hearted but they do acknowledge. So they'll be like, yay, you won. And they'll go back to texting. You want a million dollars, great. You got Botox. Um, can we get a round of mimosas, please? Like it would just almost be like, I'm gonna acknowledge this, but I'm not gonna stay there. So they're still kind of a little bit of a hater. (laughs) (laughs) And active constructive, which I think everyone should work on if, you know, to be a kinder person is they stop what they're doing and they engage wholeheartedly with you. And so they kind of turn towards you and that's crucial 
for your healthy for a healthy relationship with someone else when you are able to share good things with them and they are able to engage with you on that good news and it's not you don't feel a way coming out of sharing good news and i think part of the thing is like i find it sometimes where it's like i sometimes don't want to share good things with other people because it's almost like it's a crapshoot yeah yeah because it's not always met with the same vigor as if like i would have for you if you were to tell me some good news you know so i think when i read that i was like oh, okay this is good to know that it says a lot about how kind someone can be and again i don't think of kindness at least in my train of thought in the same way that i don't think that people are fixed you know i don't think that who you are is who you're always going to be i feel like people can grow if they're willing to put the work in and flex the muscles that need to be flexed. But I think that, again, that might be part of the reason why, again, sometimes you're okay with sharing. And I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, yeah. like people are okay with sharing bad things with another person because you know you're going to get the sympathy, you know, but sometimes you don't get the same thing back when it's good news. There's a, a friend that I used to have years ago. We grew up together. And um, we found each other again on Facebook and chit-chatted back and forth. And we were talking regularly. And then at one point, I noticed something that it, whenever she would call me, she was calling me because she wanted me to know something that was going on, mm -hmm. either in her life, friend's life, whatever. And we, you know, we chat back and forth. We'd always end up with a prayer. It was always good fellowship time. And if I called her with something that was going on in my life, like you say, good or bad, it flipped to her. Wow. Like it was just like, um, like, uh, if I said, if I said, oh, you know what, girl, I hit the lottery today. Really? Did you see that lark? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and with the it lark. And would be like, uh, well, you know what? <laughs> Six months ago, I hit the lottery too. I didn't mention it, but this is what I did with my winnings. And, you know, then I'm yeah. going to play. Then we go off on the tangent about until I was like. It okay. never stays with you. I'm like, you know, but when you call me, I, I hone in because I have been accused of like even talk, like asking somebody, how you doing as I'm walking away. You remember? <laughs> okay. So, you know, I wanted to bring this up before I forgot. We had, had, had a district manager and cause Gail and I worked for the same company, but in different departments and um had a manager years ago the district manager and when he would visit the stores you know walk through the offices to if you were there he wouldn't go out his way like if you're not in his path he's not gonna go see you mm -hmm. but if you did say he'd be like he he was african so i'm gonna do my accent of him hello berlin how are you and before i could say Hi, Blank. I'm doing. He was already out the door. So it was just kind of like, that's nice to me. Like, it's like, okay, I'm going to do the pleasantry because this is what we do in America. Y'all like to hear this. Right. It doesn't really mean <laughs> it. But I, so I would, I learned to catch myself and made it a point because I would still sometimes like be walking, I'd turn around and go and look for the answer. And they're like, oh, yeah. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But no, nah, I was. I looked. I saw, I saw something over there. But I remembered. I asked you how you doing. So tell me how yeah. you doing. What's going on? How we doing? And I, I do the same. Sometimes I would do it. I walk into work. What are you guys doing? What's everybody up to? And I'd be in my office. And one day I turned around. They were all following me. I'm like, where y'all going? Because you asked us questions and you kept walking. So we followed you to give you the answers. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I thought this was a locomotion. Are you doing a locomotion? Come on, like, baby. Okay. So now I go, I speak, 
And then I learned to go on my office, get myself situated. Then I come out and go, what are we doing? What's up? How's everybody doing? But it is something I think you have to kind to be kind is a learned thing. Yeah. Nice is not so much. Nice is what society tells you you can skate by with bare minimum. Yes. Without being criticized for. Like nice is the waving at the neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Funny thing, not waving at, okay, you know I have my neighbor, huh? my, not my neighbor, my, my neighbor, Larry, right? So, um, he, does he, okay, we have to talk about that. Does he, does he live with his son? I don't know who he lives with, but, um, so during, uh, him and I exchanged, like first, for a while, whenever I see him on a walk or whatever, he's so kind to me so nice to me he's my neighbor like he when i see larry i'm happy because i know he's gonna bestow me with all the kind words and i i love him i do love larry i will say this and um brought over a hanukkah card for him for hanukkah because i know he's jewish so i set it on his um porch and just left it there Cause I, you know, so sent him a Hanukkah card. And so I finally saw him, I think maybe a week or two ago. And he was like, Berlin. <laughs> it's so nice to see you. And I'm like, Oh my God, Larry, it's so nice. He's like, thank you so much for the card. I'm going to keep it forever. Oh, wow. And he was like, I was like, no, you know what, Larry, you're very welcome. Like, I just, we've been having our rapport for so long. It was Hanukkah, so I thought I'd give you a card. And I did write a nice little note in it saying, you know, how happy I am when I do see him because he does make my day better. That's my neighbor. And he was like, I'm going to keep it forever. And he's like, you know, I am, he was like, I found out that I had prostate cancer. Oh. During this time, and that's he was his like, son living with him. Yes, and he was like that card cheered me up in a way you didn't. He could see he didn't expect it, and it was just like, you know, Larry. I hope and I pray that he he was in good spirits about it. He's like, I'm going to chemo right now, and I want all the listeners to send Larry the biggest well wish. And, you know, hope that he gets through this. But, again, you never really know what people are going through. No. And you never know what that little thing of kindness, that little act of kind of going, what is it? Everyone, there's that saying that, like, go the extra mile because no one ever goes there. I might have misquoted. But go that extra mile with people because you never know what that individual needs and what that may need what that may mean for them everybody wants to feel appreciated everybody wants to feel love everyone everybody wants to feel like someone cares for them and if you can go that extra mile to show someone hey, I appreciate that you are in my life. You never know, like, what that person is going through. And it's crazy because I sent somebody else a card. Um, and they were like, you know, they were like, I'm a, a water bag right now. They're like, thank you so much for this. They were like, I've been having such a rough week. And the card that you sent me just like made me feel like I was appreciated and you got to remember too like I think you and I are fortunate I can say that easy you and I are fortunate where I think the pandemic hasn't touched us in a way that it has other people you know we both live a really good life but I can't I, I can't say that for everyone else, that they're experiencing it in the way that I am. And again, it's a lot to kind of when you're low 
to reach out. But when you're high and you can reach back and say, I'm feeling good right now. Let me pass some of my goodness on. Let me show this person that I'm, a, that, that I'm appreciative of just them existing, of just me knowing them, of just me being able to be in their presence. I think that makes a world of a difference. And it doesn't matter if it's your neighbor. It doesn't matter if... <laughs> I'm going to have to get one of them. <laughs> I don't have one. I guess. I guess that Cynthia, guy. I got Cynthia. That's my, you know. You know oh, the guy I gave the card to, well, with the dog, he never even acknowledged it. I just moved on. Oh, see. But I, he's got the cute little dog. But one of my employees, speaking of just you not knowing, um, I know she lives with her mom. She has three kids. And my church does this big thing of giving gifts for kids mm -hmm. and they because of COVID they did it differently normally the parents show up pick them out yeah so they can be the heroes so you fill out a form tell them and I, I just asked her I said would you be interested in doing that because I didn't want her to think I thought she was, she was cherry. Such, right in great need that mm -hmm. here I am coming along with something I said it's something my church does if you're interested and so she went on the website, she did it, and then she found out she had to pick it up. And she's like, would you mind getting it for me? I said, no, not at all. Now, I have taken stuff to give. I've never been there when they distributed it. So mm -hmm. I never knew what people got, whatever. When I went to pick it up, I didn't have, I didn't think, I didn't, almost didn't have enough room in my car for her. Yeah. And then when I took it to her, her mother came to the job to pick it up, and her mom she was like, I can't tell you how much this means to my daughter. She'll never tell you. Mm. But she was so moved by this. She just wept. She I'm said, my boss you. is helping me give the kids a Christmas. Yeah. And I, I just, and, and I, I, there was something in me that almost didn't say anything because one, I am her boss yeah. and I don't want an HR call. You just call one of your employees poor. <laughs> Misfortune. <laughs> that's not exactly what I said. Because you never know how people are going to take things. But it. I just took the shot. Yeah. Because of the situation and where we're in, and that it, you're right. That is such a good thing to do. Yeah. Kindness begets kindness. Like you mentioned, it's a muscle. Like it's not something that you're born with. It's not even something that's cultivated in this society. You know what I mean? But I think it is such a noble, noble trait to have. And something that is almost bigger than yourself. It, so, can, it continues on from you to that person, to that person, to yeah, that person. Yeah, and even if... Even if no one, like I, I think I mentioned this years, not years ago, but a while ago on the podcast, I had a friend of mine um, who, whenever we got at a light and there was a homeless person years ago and he was like, oh, I would, you know, he would give money to them. And I'm like, why would you give money to them? You don't know what they're doing with it. And he's like, I don't care what they do with it. They need it. Yeah. So again, like those are like, even seeing that changed my perspective to now when I go into certain places in Miami, not to say I'm a money bag, do not come knocking at my window like that. But I try to remember to keep a little cash on me so that I can go ahead and like if there's someone there. And I've noticed it too. When you do give, that's kind of like that um, Starbucks train, you know. Sometimes when you do give money to someone that's out there who needs it, you'll see another window go down to give that person money too. And that goes back to like, when you see acts of kindness, mm -hmm. it, it triggers something in you to be kind to other people as well. And I think that's kind of, if I would to critique the society, that's something that is missing. We're nice. But we're not kind. And we miss the opportunity. And that's one of the things that my pastor always says. You have more opportunities than you realize to be kind to others. Mm -hmm. But you absolutely miss them because you're busy. 
you don't think what you have is enough. I can barely make by, so how can I share with others? When they, they say that the poorer a person is, the more they will help others than the rich people help others. They, that is actually true. Yes. That I is know. absolutely true. My pastor gave the statistics to that. That's absolutely he said, true. Sitting in this congregation right now, the ones who are doing well off, you'll pull out $5 and think you've done something. The lady three rows back who don't have a job and $20 is her last 20. She'll put that in there. Yep. That is true. That is absolutely true. And that, that, that's sort of like when I, like even the socks that I buy, I researched and found a company that gives free socks out. You know, Bumbas, are you talking about Bumbas? Yes. They have a Sesame Street one that I'm going to get. So, and I buy from them because I know they give that away. They're going to get four pairs of socks. I just ordered some. They're going to get four. I brought the Sesame Street one today. And they'll give out four. And yeah, the they'll same give thing out with four. The, the, the Life Straw. I try to find companies that are helping other people. Maybe it's a few dollars more I spend for something. Mm -hmm. But I know they're doing beyond just what I'm doing. Yeah. Like what I'm doing is going to help them do something. And that is so important to me. Yeah. That I find someone who's also giving back and giving in, in another area. And even to um, the water thing, I researched them and I sent them an email and asked them, are you helping them in Michigan? And they said, we would love to, but their water crisis is our straw won't help clean their water. Mm -hmm. They have a chemical. Yeah. This straw is for if you're out in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they said a lot of the foreign countries you travel don't have the same water issue they're having. They have a chemical that was put in their water. They yeah. said we were well aware of what it is and tried to help. Mm. To me, that I didn't even know all of that. But the fact that they still... Yeah, yes. there's a... And again, I think kindness, there is such an intention in it almost a mindfulness it, there is a mindfulness of being kind in the same way like ignorance isn't isn't nice like ignorance is just you don't know so you just keep doing what you're doing and you're like a lemming and kindness is like i'm going to be intentional and i'm going to be in the moment <laughs> to make this work and i only laugh because it made me think of the the homeless guy when i used to go this other direction to work i don't go that way because i don't live there anymore and this guy i had just bought my car and he slapped the hood of the car i rolled down the windows and cussed him out you touch my car again i swear i'll whip your ass <laughs> okay and i just rode off <laughs> i felt so bad the next time I stopped at Starbucks, he wasn't out there because I bought him a sandwich. I did this for like four days, bought an extra sandwich. My employees at work were like, oh, we glad he, oh, we never show up because we getting this, somebody getting a sandwich. <laughs> Finally, I saw him and he like went the other way. I had to like get out of my car and wave him over. I am so sorry I yelled at you, but I had just bought the car, but that's neither here nor there. Here's a sandwich from Starbucks and a coffee. And they also found while we're on the topic of being angry, which I try not to be angry, but it's just an emotion that, you know, kind of overwhelms you sometimes. And, like, and I, I, <laughs> I was like, what are you thinking? But how do you choose to express yourself when you're angry also matters with kindness? Like you don't think that kindness and anger and kind of go hand in hand but they do like your kindness because again like i feel like when you're if you're not being kind in that moment i'm good to cuss your ass out like what where are we going and let me string all these expletives together in a way that you've never heard them before i can appreciate that yes but when you're kind it's almost like you have to do you throw daggers? Which I think that's most people's default. Not most people, but some people. It's like, okay, oh, you wronged me? The nice nasty. Yo, or I'm going to throw daggers at you. Or do you explain why you're hurt? Like, 
can you be able to explain? And again, sometimes it, I guess sometimes you throw daggers and then you have to explain why you threw the daggers afterwards. And sometimes people don't give you the opportunity to explain. Exactly, which is their, their choice as well. But I think it, it matters in that moment if you can catch yourself while you're frustrated, angry, upset, hurt, whatever, to kind of say, okay, you know what? I am hurt that this occurred and this is why I'm reacting this way versus you saying, you motherfucking that There's two different things there. But I think part of that one too requires a little bit of vulnerability. Yeah, it does. And a lot of people don't want to <laughs> show that. No, 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 no. A lot of people don't want to show. Because sometimes it's also out of fear. Yeah. And the things that and we're not most so afraid much that of, you're going to do something to me, it's my own fear that I'm living with. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I am right now. Like this year for 2021, I want to do the things that I'm most afraid to do. So being vulnerable with myself in those areas and those aspects. So I think I kind of had the kindness thing down, but I think again, for me, like being vulnerable and being like, look, I am hurt that this occurred right now. You know what I, I mean? I think I was your age when I did that with the things I'm most afraid of, like the, the fear of heights. That's when I took parachuting. Yeah. So, I don't know that I'll ever do that again, but I made it through. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you, I think back to that, like, again, you, you got to be very careful in your conflicts, too, in the way that you, again, being kind and being mindful in that moment that, okay, I don't want to hurt this person. I still want this person to know how I feel, but I don't want to go for a tip for a tap with that person, I, but I still want to be able to express, because if they're your friend or they're your lover or they're your partner or they're your coworker, they should know that something that you've done doesn't make them feel well. And you should be able to create, or mother or whatever, create a space where they can feel like they can come to you they're and say- safe. It's a safe zone. Safe to say, I feel this way. Because again, closed mouths don't get fed either. But at the same time, it's kind of a, a two-way street where I guess it has to be a safe space for that to occur. But then as well, like, you also have to kind of approach it in a way where you're not going tit for tat and saying, look, you know what, when this occurred, I felt this way. Or And you also have to open yourself up to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Because some people rather, you know, cut you off at the knees and move on yeah, yeah, yeah. and you still should be able you still should say what it is because you should resolve it that will always be an unresolved thing for you yeah and it will always pop up yeah you ain't getting rid of it no but i really do like that the the difference of the the kindness and it's so interesting that the Bible doesn't even you're not supposed to be nice you're supposed to be kind yes and if we were to kind of like wrap this up a little bit we regarding kindness and relationships and again I don't necessarily think of relationships as romantic they can be they can be mother or child father or child friendship or whatever, but kindness with emotional stability is the most important predictor of satisfaction and stability within a marriage. But I'm pretty sure it translates against all other things as well. So again, just how you approach things with an intent matters in the success of your marriage, the success in your partnership, the success in, I'm sure, a multitude of different things. The success how you see yourself. Yes. So, again, I, I'm a big proponent for kindness, more so loving kindness, because I think it all kind of fits all together. 
But again, like if there's a book that you're like, okay, I want to start some meditation or whatever, I think this is a really good book. It's called The Art of Forgiveness, Love and Kindness and Peace by Jack Cornfield. I I think I have peace with myself. It's the other people. I'm like, y'all some idiots. But that's neither here to y'all nice. Y'all are so nice. <laughs> But he does have some meditation. Nice, honey child. I know you're so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you being all nice. Who taught you how to be nice? Your mama. Your mama. I'm sure. Your mama was a very nice lady. Okay, digressing. Um, But they do have in there where you know, with the loving kindness, they start with beginning with yourself. So there are some meditations that you would do where it says, may I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be well in body and mind and may I be at ease and happy. So these would be the meditation that you would, you know, start off with yourself. And eventually this is the one that I do with other people. (laughs) Is may you be filled with loving kindness may you be filled with inner and outer may you be free may you be safe from inner and outer dangers may you be well in body and mind and may you be at ease and happy and that has changed the way i've interacted with a lot of people because again i want the intent is not only for me to be at peace and me to be free from dangers and me to be happy and at ease it's for others to feel that way too and i think if we are able to provide that to other people and again i'm not saying that i'm there 100 percent of the time but it is something that i'm working towards and a goal that i am working to actively I think it it just will make such a difference in the way that we approach other people and the way that you end up becoming and I guess an unofficial not I don't want to use the word mascot there's a word that I'm using but an influence to other people to say oh that person's doing that you know that's such a good thing for me to do and I, I just want our listeners if I could impart something on you is think of ways that you can be kind to not only those that you love but those that irritate the crap out of you too how how can you get past whatever you are because i promise you the things that you are feeling towards that person really isn't about them and probably about you more about you my pastor always says, and I love this, he said, you might be the only God people see. Mm. So if you say you're, you go to church, you do all these things, but you can't present such a good picture, then what, who are you representing? Yeah. And we, we need to remember that when we start to turn on someone like, oh, instead of being nice, let's be kind. Yes. I like that. Don't don't do the niceties. Lead with kindness. So I just I this was a, a conversation from two weeks ago. But that's but good. I enjoyed. I did want to discuss. Can I just it. do a Seven Eleven update? Oh, what happened at Seven Eleven? I went to Seven Eleven again. Funny. And just happened to run into the old guy with the squiggly beard that I thought was a um, terrorist. <laughs> a capitalist terrorist yeah. at the Capitol. So funny. I go into 7-Eleven because somebody I play bingo was telling me about this this beverage and I was looking for it because I couldn't find any place else. They didn't have it. And I turned and he was standing there six feet and he says, hi. I said, hi. He said, you were that lady when that guy cut in front of us. Wasn't that something? I looked at you thinking, you know, they take advantage of us old people all the time. I said, don't they? And I just kind of chuckled to myself. That just threw out the whole thing. I He's know. not a terrorist. He doesn't hate people. I know. <laughs> Look at you. Also, this last thing is be generous with each other's shortcomings. 
think about more so their intent, kind of what you were thinking. Yes, what then, I was thinking. And then here he was just looking at another L person in his age group. Yeah, I think it's kind of like grace. Offering people a little bit of grace without coming down on them so hard and thinking they're terrorists. <laughs> About to beat him down with a stick and I run know. out the door. <laughs> I know. He was like, and the fact that head. he remembered me was hilarious. I just chuckled and had such a little pleasant conversation See? with him. So, and it wasn't about color. It wasn't about any of the. Just that the guy had cut in front after we had waited in line. That mm -hmm. was his whole issue. Yeah. See? That was so funny. I just chuckled. See? A little bit of grace, a little bit of loving kindness goes. There you go. A long way. So we are at the end where now Gail has to do a self-care tip and... Well, I need to give an update on my self-care. I do have pictures. Of what? I made the little basket. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I gave it to my neighbor. I don't know what she's done with it. Okay. But I, I wrote a nice little card in there and just, you know, said these are, do what you would like to do with these products. But the whole point was to, to help you have a healthier, happier day. Nice. And so I, I don't know. She has a lovely yard. Look at you. Really nice. I hadn't been inside of her yard. take pictures so we can do I our yard. Have. It literally looked nice. You should. But my, okay. Digressing. my, my, my <laughs> healthcare tip is, it's really weird that you, I didn't know what you were going to do for a topic. Okay. But my health tip was really about, I was going to say be kind to other people because that feeds you. Mm -hmm. Go. I went to um, an example. I went to Starbucks this morning to, to get and, and get a coffee and I went through the drive-thru. I never get out anymore. And they had a box there to give things to their gathering for homeless people. Oh, nice. And I still had some stuff in my car from the homeless thing where I couldn't oh, find yeah. enough homeless people to give out to. So I got out my car, went inside. They said they have a box inside and took all the stuff and, and dumped it in there. And they were, it was so, they were like, oh my God, thank you so much. That's so wonderful. Then there was this woman, it's like, what are you doing? They all explained it to her. She said, oh, I don't have anything, but can I give you money? She gave me a hundred dollar bill. Down to you. And this is so weird. You would talk about this because that was going to be my, my health tip for you. Healthcare. Healthcare. Do something out the way for someone else. Mm -hmm. Whether it be your neighbor, a Nebu. friend, or your neighbor, <laughs> if you're looking for a neighbor, this is how you get one. You know, someone at the at the grocery store, or start the start the conga line at Starbucks. Yeah, treat somebody; it will make you feel so good. It does. And like the person behind you at Starbucks isn't going to say anything. But the person, the, the young lady that you, you know, ask her and you pay it to her, she even gets a little tickled. Mm -hmm. They always do. They're like, that is so nice. Thank you. Yeah. And I've had somebody pay for me. Yeah. So that was, that was my tip to just go out your way. Look for the opportunity the next week. And they're there. I think there's an opportunity every day to be kind to someone. If you start at a day, you'll see that there are so much more opportunities throughout the day that they're to, to even pick up on. And to your tip, start with yourself. Yes. The first person you can be kind to in a day is you. Yes. Well, as we like to say, thank you for listening. We so enjoyed our chat with you today, but we want you to be safe. Be well. Be easy, my kneesies. And be blessed. Bye. Bye. Bye.